0: I don't know about you folks, but what a glorious, glorious Black History Month it is. Finally, in a Super Bowl, systemic racism lost. The black quarterback won. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, what do you want so early in the show, princess? There was what? What? Are you telling me, sir, that there were two black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl? Hmm. Now that's damn peculiar. And I only say that because pretty much everything out of the woke NFL these days is about equity and representation. Putting in some sort of quota system to get more black people into different positions Head coach is one of those positions they're always carrying on about. Oh, we need more black head coaches because we have so many black players. This is just racism. Yes, of course it is, Princess. And I thought, maybe possibly, quarterbacks were another one of those positions where the woke folk are always screaming about racism. I mean here. Here are a couple of headlines about black quarterbacks from just the past couple of years. Running in place, how the NFL continues to devalue black quarterbacks. Black quarterbacks are still not viewed for their intellectual potential. The NFL is confronting racism, but are black quarterbacks continuing to be stereotyped? And how long will black quarterbacks have to endure racist double standards? So forgive me for being shocked that there were two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And we all know, folks, but for systemic racism, we could have had like four or five black quarterbacks playing in the game all at once. And you're a racist if you disagree. Although, given how down for the struggle I am, as woke as I am, and folks, I am the most woke person that I know, I don't know if I'm still happy about this, because, you know, the lighter skinned black guy won. You folks should see white boy Malcolm X right about now. His eyes about bugging out of his head. And I'm just kidding, folks. I'm just playing around a bit. I know how touchy the woke folk get. Just wanted to have a little fun at their expense. And I only brought that up as a joke because that's apparently a thing now. Lighter-skinned black people versus darker-skinned black people. And they just had that movie, The Woman King, and you should have seen the entertainment media about it. Here. Here are a couple of headlines from that one. Viola Davis makes compelling case for darker-skinned black women in The Woman King. The Woman King Sheila Atim, I think that's how you pronounce it, on the triumph of the dark-skinned black stars on the call sheet. So in Hollywood... Flaming leftist Hollywood, full of those insufferable, sanctimonious, virtue-signaling douchebags. They're actually counting black people by their skin tone. They actually cast people in this movie based on how dark their skin was. And we're the ones they call racist. Okay, princess, if you say so. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Lesbian teacher opening free from bullying LGBTQ plus school. We're ready for the storm. Oh, how stunning and brave. Now there is naive. And then there is naive. Naive. And this lesbian, she is damn naive, which is odd for a lesbian. As I've said many times, folks, lesbians are the adults in the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Lesbians are the only mature members of the tribe. And by default, because who else could step up and do it? No one. You think the queens are? No. They're too busy at circuit parties or whoring about catching the monkeypox, suffering from Peter Pan syndrome. You can't rely on the bisexuals. They're only here when they want to be. They're not when they want to go play straight. And the rest of the mangled alphabet of the tribe? No. Just know, And so this lesbian, Patricia Nicolari, she's actually down in Connecticut, just south of us. She's planning to open an LGBTQ plus school later this year. It's called PROUD, which is an acronym for Proudly Respecting Our Unique Differences. Well, isn't that special? And it aims to provide a safe and affirming educational environment where each student can engage in a rigorous curriculum free from bullying or harassment. And the reason she's doing this is because of the, the current political rhetoric, Jesus Christmas, towards LGBTQ plus people. Poor princesses. And of course, the Florida bill. The don't say gay bill, which doesn't say don't say gay, but the don't say gay bill, that gets an honorable mention in this garbage article from those hysterical mean girls at Pink News. So they're playing victim. Oh, we're so oppressed. So we have to open our own school where we can be free from all the meanies out there. So they're creating a safe space. Or they think they're creating a safe space for all these LGBTQ plus kids to come to where they can all live in peace and harmony, kittens and puppies and rainbows and all that other crap. Which is where naivete comes into play. Because who are some of the biggest mean girls on the block? Who are some of the biggest bullies around? Yes, of course, the Queen's. You put a bunch of queens together, not only will you have the queen pissing contest to determine who the head queen is, but you'll also get a level of bitchiness only seen at a high school girls and those fake real housewife shows. It's that level of bitchiness and then throw in our new gender identity overlords and all the weirdo heterosexual kids with the personality disorders. At that point, you're just making it exponentially worse with the bullying. Look at how nasty some transgender women, running around with their raging hard-ons. Look how they react if they're not welcome in the women's bathroom. You want to talk about bullying? Oh, you're a turf. That's about as nice as they get. And just ask J.K. Rowling about the bullying behavior coming out of some of these people. I wonder what her security bill is. What she has to pay to hire people to keep her safe. To shield her from the threat she receives because she's chosen to speak up. But they're the victims. They're the oppressed victims of the supremacy. So Patricia, good luck with the new school. Have yourself a a grand gay old time putting all the mean girls, mean guys, mean non-binary folk under one roof. And you have fun policing that. From Zero Hedge, why people move from blue states, it's not just high taxes. Talk about the incompetence of government, the level of feckless bureaucracy. And this article talks about it's not just the high taxes that are turning people off. And one of their arguments here is that if you're getting enough bang for your buck, people can suck up the high taxes. Like where I live, the property taxes are a bit confiscatory in nature. But it buys a great school system, one of the best in the state, which in turn helps support property values, so it's worth it at the end of the day. But in this article, and they cite California specifically, where people are getting gouged left and right to live there, but they're not getting a proportionate amount of benefits for the high taxes, and that's why they're leaving. Why pay for a service you're not getting? Like when I lived in L.A., on our block, just our block, the millions of dollars that the city of Los Angeles collected in property taxes every year, millions and millions of dollars, and our street was a mess. We were shelling out, what was that, 20-something thousand dollars a year? just in property taxes, and they can't even pave a damn street. And how's this pull quote from the article? Talking about who's paying what in taxes in California. Income taxes account for nearly three quarters of California's general fund revenues, and the top 1% of taxpayers generate nearly half of those taxes. That's just 150,000 taxpayers In a state of 40 million. So, even a trickle of departures has a potentially huge impact on the budget. So, in California, 150,000 people in a state of 40 million, they're paying what is that? They pay roughly 50% of the 75% in income taxes that make up the general fund. So, that's 35, 40% roughly, 50% of 75%, we'll just say 35%. So 150,000 people out of 40 million pay approximately a third of all taxes in California. Oh, but they're not paying their fair share. No, of course they're not, princess. But that's the argument, that's the gaslighting, that the rich aren't paying enough, 150,000 people out of 40 million, whatever minute percentage that is, and I guarantee you, in California, most people in the state don't think they're paying enough. Can you imagine, though, if those 150,000 people moved out of California en masse? that state would implode overnight, losing a third of their tax revenues because a small percentage of the population left. But what they do in California, like they do in other high-tax blue states, they trash these people for being successful. They trash these people because they want to confiscate more of what these people earn. And when they finally get fed up and leave, they trash him for fleeing to Nevada, Texas, or the Voldemort states, Florida. God, do hysterical liberals in government hate, 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 hate the state of Florida. Because Florida, at least under DeSantis, evil Ron DeSantis, Florida represents freedom. Florida represents relatively competent government without getting gouged and demonized like rich people are in some of these blue states. Even here in Massachusetts, we got ourselves a brand spanking new millionaire's tax. So our once flat tax of about 5% after you cross 1 million, that goes to 9%. And if you think they're going to stop at that, no, not on your life. Because to these people, it's never, ever, ever, ever enough. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. From Lifehacker, here's what it actually means when someone flashes their headlights at you. This common driver communication signal has more meanings than you realize. This website fascinates the living hell out of me. And I only say that because they have whole articles, ostensibly hire, wink, wink, journalists to write about things most people, well, I'll say the vast majority of people over the age of 45, anyone Gen X or older, but that the vast majority of people, over the age of 45, would see and say, well, no kidding. No duh. This is a website, exclusively designed, and for, millennial Gen Z kids out there, who struggle on how to adult. In other words, Adults who don't know how to adult. And yes, white boy Malcolm X, don't even start over there. I know that adults who don't know how to adult are on our band discussion list. Things we no longer talk about. Like Prince Harry Ginger and his vapid social climbing wife, Meghan Markle. Like nutty Britney Spears. But I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about this website. This website that has to basically mansplain simple life skills to adults who don't know how to adult, who have no earthly idea how to adult. And we had another story from these clowns, I think a couple months back now, it was about how to maintain a clothes dryer. Top things to remember in maintaining your clothes dryer. Something dumb like that. I just remember they had a bullet point about making sure you check the lint screen, which like this, 21 over 45, you're like, what complete blithering idiot doesn't know about that? And the same thing with this. And you millennial Gen Z kids out there, if you don't believe me, here, do this. Text your mommy or daddy or come out of the basement for a few minutes and go find them and ask mommy, daddy, or to be totally inclusive, non-binary parent one, why do people flash their headlights at you? Now, if they don't roll their eyes at you, or hang their head in shame for failing to teach you how to adult, they'll give you one of three answers. Well, at least according to this article. Check your headlights. Watch for surprises, like Popo lurking about up ahead. Or if you're fully stopped at a four-way stop sign and everyone freezes, someone flashing their lights at you means you can go now. And the only thing these idiots missed, and what I would add, would be, hey moron, move your slow ass out of the fast lane. And yes, New Hampshire drivers, I'm talking to you. So great job there, you clowns at Lifehacker. Another brilliant piece of journalism to help the adults who continue to struggle to adult. And for our last story, folks, it's from out.com. Those girls over at out.com. Just a reminder, twinks have to be gay. And this was written by May Rude, who describes herself as a fat trans Latina lesbian, entertainment journalist, and cultural critic. And no, folks, I don't know how you can be A transgender lesbian. Normally that's a heterosexual man. But I guess May didn't want that. Had to be a transgender lesbian instead. Well, at least she didn't use the word latinx. And if you're out there wondering, Miller, Miller, what the hell is all this about? Well, folks, I'm getting there. Calm down. So anyway... This all got started because someone over on Twitter, they posted two pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio. One of them was from, well, he was probably in his early to mid-20s. It was when he had that floppy blonde look he had in Titanic. And the next was a current-day Leonardo. I'll just describe it as middle-aged and tubby. And with those pictures, it read, Twink death is a terrifying thing, meaning when you go from cute young man to not-so-cute middle-aged man, and so now there's an argument over the definition of the word twink, and that to be a twink, you have to be gay. There's apparently no such thing as a straight twink, which is news to me, but whatever. And you can't make this next part up, folks. As examples of what is not a twink, this article cites, seriously, you cannot make this up. Timothée Chalamet, song and dance man Tom Holland, and, of all people, Harry Peekaboo Styles. Peekaboo, Peekaboo. So the best this fat trans Latina lesbian, her words, not mine, the best she could come up with in arguing that a twink is not a straight guy is a guy who played gay for pay and bisexual cannibal for pay, a guy who's a trained Broadway dancer, and a guy who runs around wearing dresses pissing Billy Porter off in the process, That's the best list of young, purportedly straight actors she could come up with. Really? And White Boy Malcolm X, you know who's not on this list? This list of supposedly straight actors. And no, I'm not talking about AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger, that delicious hunk of a ginger. Him and his drag alter ego, Fifi, which should give you some hope there. Not him, but up and coming, world-renowned gay for pay actor, Taryn Edgerton. Miss Taryn, Miss Edgerton, is not on this list. Hmm. Talk about a first world white people problem, even if this silly article is written by a Latina debating how to correctly use the word twink on social media and writing a news article about it. This is what passes for serious journalism in the vapid gay media, writing puff pieces on their heroes like Tom Daly, that spoil little cat boy, that pocket queen in a speedo, writing hit pieces on their villains like J.K. Rowling, Voldemort, every chance they get to please our new gender identity overlords. And when they have some spare time away from their heroes and villains narrative, writing silly nonsense, like how to correctly use the word twink. Okay, girls, if you say so. So on that note, Since I cannot top this silly online debate over the word twink, even if this is par for the course from those hysterical ninnies in the vapid gay media, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost. Joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week. A good start to your weekend. And we'll see you back here, well, I guess when we get back from Miami Beach. In the meantime, take care.